This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The number one topic around the Bears at Hallis Hall is what was identified as the number one priority for Kevin Warren. Where are the Bears headed in their stadium project? Because the latest is that Arlington Heights is no longer the singular purpose. They have met with officials and the mayor from Naperville. They have met via video conference with the mayor of Chicago, Brandon Johnson. So how would you describe what has happened and transpired over the past seven days, what led us to this point, and where it's headed next? Well, David, what I try to condition people is to understand that this is going to be a roller coaster from now until that new stadium opens, wherever it may be. And so you better be able to put on your safety harness, and you better be able to withstand some loop-de-loops, and you better be able to you know, keep your bearings through some corkscrews, and you, and you better understand that there's going to be a lot of twists and turns to this thing that may dizzy you, but if you understand what's happening, you can navigate it a little bit more smoothly. This came up last week on Friday afternoon after the Bears were given a assessment on that property that they bought for 197 plus million dollars at Arlington Park, that was well above what they were anticipating it being. That was well above what Churchill Downs was playing, paying on the property with an operating racetrack. And so the Bears saw a situation where they were hoping to get in all of this and have been consistent for months and saying, we want tax certainty with whatever we're going to do in Arlington Heights. And when they got a little bit of uncertainty, they pivoted a little bit. Now it might be like a Jack Sickman pivot, one foot firmly planted on the ground and just looking over a shoulder and, and trying to see what's there. And, and hold and on, doing, hold on. Time you know how out. to do the reserve reverse Sigma pivot, right? You you played a little. We need to whiteboard Jack Sigma <laughs> for the younger people in the audience. The pride of the Seattle Supersonics way back when, Dan, the Jack Sigma pivot, you have to tell people exactly what era that comes from. I was never a post player. But when we would go to basketball camps in the in the 80s, we would be taught the Sigma pivot, which is the reverse post pivot coined by Jack Sigma. At that time, he was with the Milwaukee Bucks. Pretty blonde perm, I think he had at the time when he would go down on the block and and make those moves down low. Uh, and so the, Bear, the, the Bears somehow found themselves in this conversation about Jack Sigma pivoting, trying to figure out okay. what what they could do, David, to to kind of. Um, I guess open up their options or at least give the impression of opening up their options in a way that that will will put some heat and some pressure and some some leverage plays on people that may need it. Um, I'll, I'll turn it over to you here. But as you know, it's just for them, it's all about trying to get the 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 right monetary tax values to things as they as they embark on this project and if they don't get them they're not obligated to do anything in Arlington Park but the other thing I'd say and that I've said consistently throughout the week is that if I were a uh, an odds maker at, at one of these big odds making houses nowadays and I had a place that uh, a team purchased for 197 million dollars and has had town hall meetings on and is uh, um you know, put out artist renderings of what it could potentially look like up the road and then I had a ma- a meeting with a mayor of another town 
My favorite is still going to be the former more than it is going to be the latter. If you were going to place a bet at the new sports book, the Bears are going to build in Arlington <laughs> Heights. I think I would bet on Arlington Heights still. But let's carry this through because they want us to and because this is what they expected when they had the Friday news dump announcing that they had met with the mayor of Naperville. Now, what happened this week is that all kinds of other municipalities got interested and intrigued. And we have a state senator from Rockford who produced a headline in the Rockford Register Star said, hey, we want the Bears too. <laughs> There's been chatter in Northwest Indiana. There's all kinds of room room and land along the corridor there in 8094 and there's been a casino in northwest indiana why not the bears nearby there's been talk in every municipality and suburb around chicagoland could we fit the bears here and so along those lines there's a new mayor in town literally in chicago brandon johnson met with kevin warren they, it was so important to them that they met via video conference. That's how much it meant. It wasn't in person. It wasn't a handshake. It was a virtual hug. And they released a statement. Let me know if you know what this means, because it was intentionally vague. I'm going to read it verbatim. Please do. Today, today we met and discussed our shared values and commitment to the city of Chicago, the importance of deep roots, and the need for equitable community investment throughout the city. We are both committed to the idea that the city and its major civic institutions must grow and evolve together to meet the needs of the future. We look forward to continuing the dialogue around these shared values. To me, it felt like the repairing of a relationship that may have been fractured by Brandon Johnson's predecessor, Lori Lightfoot. It felt like a president and CEO who has been on the job less than two months reaching out to the mayor of a city who just got elected and, and, and took over office after he did as president and CEO within the last two months. And it's, it's a, a natural and necessary connection that needed to be made that said, hey, we are going to try to do everything we can to work together to have a productive relationship. Me, Kevin Warren, and the Chicago Bears, you, Brandon Johnson, and the city of Chicago. The word stadium were not in there. There was no talk of, oh, maybe we'll stay at Soldier Field. Maybe we'll pursue another project uh, in the city of Chicago. And so I, it really, it was just a acknowledgement of a meeting between two people that you would expect to meet pretty early on in their tenures together. And I don't make any more of it than that, other than those two guys are going to necessarily have to have a relationship as everything progresses forward. And it was an announcement of that. If you know Kevin Warren and you know the way he does things, transparency is critical to him. And so he is is very, very um, hell-bent and determined to, to let the world know what he's doing so that there are no surprises in the outside world, so that there aren't things that, that pop up out of left field and people go, well, well, we didn't know about that. And so these two things, I think, with the, the meeting in, in, in Naperville and then uh, obviously the Zoom call or, or whatever video conferencing tool they used, uh, may have been StreamYard, uh, for Brandon Johnson, uh, you know, it's just a, a way of saying this is some of the business we did this week and, and you all can interpret it how you see fit. I agree with you about the transparency and how much he values that. But I think then in that light, transparently, what happened in, in Naperville was a leverage play. And it was, a, a, I think, sure. It was a transparent attempt to try to gain some leverage that sure. they may or may not need. And, and I think that you can evaluate and we can debate moving forward whether or not Arlington Heights is overplaying its hand and the Cook County Assessor is, is doing something that is you know nothing more than a political ploy. But what the Bears are doing in response is certainly part of the process. It would have been naive, in my opinion, to expect this process to go off seamlessly and to, you know, to get the get the uh, 
the shovels out and break ground in August before they start next season. I think that there are a lot of bureaucratic uh, hurdles that still need to be cleared. This being the first one, not the last one either. So Naperville makes sense. The city of Chicago, for reasons you articulated well, makes sense. Brandon Johnson is still going to be during his first term. The Bears will play at Soldier Field. So it helps to have a good relationship with your landlord when you are the tenant. That's a that's a professional relationship that needs to be nurtured and frankly repaired. You're exactly right. So that's no that's question. What I think that is well, and 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 look again. We are inside the theme park, and we are on the roller coaster. You know, this isn't the train that goes around the perimeter of the park and you just ride carefully until you get to the end and you get off and there's nothing. This is the roller coaster. And there's a dance that has to be done in these negotiations and in these leverage plays, as you mentioned. There's a lot of of back and forth that is necessary and that will continue to go on. It is our job here, obviously, to chronicle it and then to try to interpret it so that the masses in our audience can kind of interpret it um, in, in, a, in a more clear light. And hopefully we'll be able to get our arms around that. I also will tell you this, that I had a, a conversations with uh, someone very well connected to this process who is very uh, emphatic that the Bears want to make sure that when the first shovel goes into the ground, wherever they're building their stadium, that they don't have the second guessing of, is this really where we should be putting this? It has to be a question that's not only answered with a period, it's answered with seven or eight exclamation points. And that when you do break ground and make that commitment and make that investment and start to plan for a stadium and entertainment district that will change the future and history of the Chicago Bears, that you do so with conviction and certitude about what it is you're doing. It was a different situation, but somewhat similar 10 years ago when the Cubs were renovated in Wrigley Field. And there was a lot of conjecture and then certainly was a lot of attention paid what that would mean to the city of Chicago and what they needed in terms of help and cooperation with the mayor at the time Rahm Emanuel and the owner relatively new owner Tom Ricketts and there was a there was an impasse and I think that there were a lot of people that projected before that whole process started that there would be threats and attempts to gain leverage and things that go on in the course of negotiations when you're talking about municipal building projects Sure enough, Tom Ricketts, and I remember getting the column out earlier this week to kind of look at it for reference, was basically met with the mayor of Rosemont, and they had a conversation, and he was issuing threats that were somewhat uh, empty, perhaps. Nobody thought that they were going to become the Rosemont Cubs, but they were going to lay out the red carpet and were as excited about the conversation in Rosemont as they surely were last weekend in Naperville and maybe even moving forward. So. These are the kinds of things that happen. And shortly after that threat, they found a middle ground and they compromised. And I think this is all part of the art of negotiating and they will eventually come to a compromise. And I'm with you. I'd be shocked if it doesn't end up being the George S. Hallis dome, whatever stadium, uh, football structure next to a casino, whatever it is, it's going to be at the old grounds of Arlington. Park. Yeah. Well, and there are a lot of people that have a stake in this. There are a lot of people that want, their way you know whether it's taxpayers whether it's the chicago bears whether it's the politicians whether whatever it is and so there's going to be a lot of uh tug of war that goes on in these processes you have to understand that kevin warren has been through this before with what they did in minneapolis with us bank stadium and so he knows some of the playbook he knows some of the things that he was able to do it's obviously a totally different political landscape here there's a a a different set of dynamics that you have to operate with but if you are rooting for what's best for the chicago bears 
you should have trust that the, the the president and CEO they hired in January has been through this process before, and his experience should be an asset to all the things that you just mentioned. There's a lot of business dealings to this, and and, and so business is it, it needs to be done, and sometimes business needs to be done in roundabout ways to get from point A to point Z. Yeah, and I think that the one thing that the last point on this before we move on to some things that have been going on on the field is that along the way, whether it's Mark Gannis, uh, who was on the score earlier this week on the Mullen Haw show, or everybody, anybody you talk to that's familiar with the way these work and, and the trends in public uh, or in, I guess, professional sports stadiums, unlike what it used to be, there was a, almost like an acceptance level that there was going to be some part of a public subsidy in place. I don't see that being a part of this. I don't see that in today's day and age, certainly it can be. And that rules out Chicago, which is why I think that there's such an understanding why this can't happen in Chicago. The new mayor takes over. There's so many other priorities in the city. Anybody who works there or lives there understands what that means and how immense that challenge is for a new mayor at this time to make a stadium project the priority that it would become in the public's eye. So public subsidizing a, a stadium for a billionaire is not something that happens as often as it used to, particularly not in a city where uh, taxpayers are still on the hook for $640 million of a renovation of Soldier Field back in 2003. 20 years later, there's still so much debt to pay off. So that's not going to happen. And in that context, everything else must be considered. Yeah, there's no question about that. And, and to that point, you know, you have um, a lot of people trying to figure out ways to go. And I don't think you and I have any clarity on how this will be funded. No one has really given any sort of uh, direct or even uh, hinted answers at how the Bears will will ultimately get the the money to build what will be a, a project that will, will surpass a billion dollars, may even approach two with all the things that they want to do. And so um, that question is for a later date, but we'll certainly keep digging and, and, and keep trying to sort through it all. 